0: I will say it again, the holidays can be great. There are so many amazing things about the holidays. Believe me, I love this time of year, but they can also be really hard. So as we move into this holiday week, how can things be a bit different this year? Hey guys, this is Coach K and you're listening to the Making Changes, Breaking Barriers podcast, where we talk about you. This is about you, your mind, and your path. So here we go again. It's November, and for those of us in the U.S., it's Thanksgiving week. The holidays are upon us again, and I can barely believe it, okay? Sometimes I can. Like, when I think back a year ago, it does feel like it's been a long time. A lot has happened since then. But when I think back, like, month by month, like, the fact that we went through all four seasons in that time, we celebrated birthdays, anniversaries, traveled, worked. Had some exciting moments and, you know, had some low moments. It honestly just feels like it's flying by. And to me, that's always a really good reminder to do two really basic things. Number one, practice being present in every moment. And number two, acknowledge what I'm grateful for each day. So we all know it's a pretty common tradition on Thanksgiving to sit around the table as everyone is enjoying the feast that is the traditional Thanksgiving meal. And with your family, you know, and your friends and your loved ones take turns expressing to the group what you're thankful for in that moment. And I know this moment can get a little uncomfortable for some people. Like maybe you just don't really like talking in front of groups of people. But regardless, this activity is kind of onto something. Taking a moment to acknowledge what we are grateful for. Sometimes this moment can be alone, right? Maybe you sit down in your room, you pull out your journal and And you take five minutes to be totally present and write down what it is that you're grateful for on that day. But other times, I do think it's important to share. It's important to share with others how we're feeling, what we're feeling grateful for. Maybe you're actually grateful for that person and you want to actually let them know, right? This takes some vulnerability, but could be a big relationship builder. Maybe sharing something you're grateful for actually allows your friend or your significant other to get to know you better, right? They get to better understand what's important to you. So although that tradition on Thanksgiving can seem silly, maybe this year as you're sitting around the table with your loved ones, be present in that moment. Be vulnerable in that moment. Take a moment to really think and then genuinely express your gratitude. So As we begin this holiday week, I wanted to tell all you listeners that I'm thankful for you. Without you, to be completely frank, I'm just talking to myself up here, okay? So thank you for giving my voice someone to land on. Thank you for coming back each week and taking in my messages. It really does mean a lot to me. So if you fall into this category, if you've been consistently listening and liking this podcast, I did want to ask if maybe sometime this week... As you're sitting around, if you're on your phone, maybe right after you listen to this podcast, if you could leave a written review on whatever platform it is that you're listening to these, I would really, really appreciate that. It just kind of allows the platforms to start to push my podcast to other listeners, so my message message can get out to more and more people. It's one of my biggest goals, just to help as many people be inspired as possible, help as many people find their purpose and live the life that they want to live as possible. So getting those reviews in there can help do that. And if you're on social media, just give me a shout out on there at Change with Coach K. You know, that just again allows me to push that out and show other people that people are listening and this is helping them, it's inspiring them, it's helping them live the life that they want to live. So, I would greatly appreciate that if you could do that sometime this week. All right. So today's episode is going to stay on this theme of talking about the holidays, right? Oh, the holidays. The holidays are great, right? I mean, there are so many great things about the holidays. Whatever holiday you're celebrating over the next six weeks, I'm sure you have your favorite moments or the things you look forward to, right? Maybe it's the music. Maybe you have a favorite holiday album. I'll admit, my favorite holiday album is Home for Christmas by NSYNC. I know some people may make fun of me for that, but I just absolutely love that album. I play it every year. And yes, I am someone who will start playing Christmas music before Thanksgiving has even happened. Maybe you love this time of year because you love cooking a few different things, right? You have your favorite holiday recipes. A few of my favorite holiday recipes are butternut squash soup, making the pies on holidays. Actually, that comes from... My grandma teaching me how to make pie crusts and how to make those pies and spending many years doing that with her. So I love doing that even if it's not with her, but it really always reminds me of those moments that I hold really close to my heart. And also my grandma's famous chocolate cinnamon rolls. Those are always a big hit. So I like making those as well. Maybe you enjoy the holidays because you get time off from work and you get more time to relax. Or, you know, maybe it's the time with family and friends that you get to spend, right? You don't always get to see those people or spend as much quality time with those people. So maybe that's something you really look forward to. There are a lot of great things about the holidays, but this time of year can also be really hard for people. You know, while it may bring a lot of excitement for some... It may bring a lot of anxiety and stress for others, and potentially it could bring all the above for some people, too, right? They do feel excited, they're looking forward to it in many ways, but it's also bringing them a lot of stress and anxiety when they think about the approaching holidays. So let's just focus on being present right now, as I mentioned earlier. And I want you to raise your hand, or if you are driving, just nod your head if you start to feel stress and anxiety building up before the holidays. Now, Keep your hand raised if this stress and anxiety even starts to affect your day-to-day life as you lead up to the holidays. Like maybe your fuse with your kids gets a bit shorter or you aren't quite as empathetic with your coworkers, or maybe you even start to fall out of a routine of eating healthy and maybe even start sleeping poorly. I'm going to guess a lot of you had your hand raised here because this is a really common thing, right? The stress and anxiety just continues to build up as we get closer and closer. And obviously, there can be a lot of different reasons for this anxiety and just feeling overwhelmed leading up to this time. There isn't just one reason, right? Everyone has different experiences, different circumstances, but there is so much going on during this time that is out of the norm, that is out of our routine, that the chances are high you may be feeling this way, right? Like in the past, during the holiday season, while you did have a lot of fun, This time also left you with a few different things. But because of these things, you worry and stress about how will this year be different, right? So what are these not so great things the holidays can leave us with? And I do think just being aware of these things allows us then to plan ahead. Being aware and understanding how these things have impacted our holidays in the past allows us to set boundaries for ourselves to come out of the six weeks happy and fulfilled. So maybe in the past, you've come out of the holidays with one of those things could be a lack of sleep, right? Do the holidays leave you just absolutely exhausted? The holidays can be so high activity, right? Between holiday parties, way more social time with family and friends, you know, especially that you're used to, right? You're just not used to that much time with family and friends, let alone all the cooking and other traditional holiday activities. It can be a lot. And maybe even on top of that, you had to travel to wherever you are, you know, spending the holidays. So there's also the plane flights and the Ubers and sleeping in a different bed than you're used to. So you're maybe just not even sleeping that well. Also on top of this, sometimes just eating different, which happens a lot during the holidays, right? Which can disrupt your gut health, which can in turn interrupt your sleep. Oh, and then also alcohol, right? Alcohol can really disrupt sleep patterns and this tends to be increased during the holidays as well. So lack of sleep could be something that has happened in the past, you know, that you know may be approaching as the holidays get sooner that are starting to cause this stress and anxiety a little bit. Another thing could be you end up a few pounds heavier after the holidays, right? Maybe every year you go into the holidays with a plan around food and every year that plan doesn't turn out like you've had envisioned. It's hard, Right. I mean that that's the truth. You have a plan. Maybe then you have all this tempting food around you though. Right. And maybe then alcohol is involved. So, you know, inhibition is lost a bit and maybe just how you thought the day would go just doesn't really happen. Right. Plans change. Someone decides they want to do this instead of that. And I guarantee if you're around family, you have less control over like meal timing, right? And the food that's in the house, the food that's stocked in the fridge, right? You think it's just going to be one big meal for, you know, that holiday day, but then there's so much extra food. So all that food continues to be in the fridge and people are eating it as leftovers and so on, right? So, you know, maybe it's lack of sleep. Maybe it's a few pounds heavier, right? And these things are have happened in the past and they're causing you to have this kind of stress and anxiety leading up to the holidays. Maybe it's illness, right? This wasn't necessarily a holiday, but I did go to a wedding a few weeks back and the wedding was super fun. And surrounding the wedding was kind of like this four-day, three to four-day event where there was just this pretty big group of people, family and friends that were hanging out. And it was a ton of fun. Like we had a blast. It was kind of like a big party. It was amazing. But the amount of people that I heard about, including myself, who ended up leaving that event and got home and then kind of felt like we were almost recovering for a full week after that because we either caught a cold or you know picked up some other little bug of some sort you know, was kind of high. The amount of people that that happened to was kind of high. Okay. So illness is something that, you know, maybe in the past have left the holidays with you're maybe around more people than you normally are, especially those of us who have remote jobs. I'm actually not that used to being around that many people anymore. You know, an illness can also come from the lack of sleep. So those kind of play together, right? You're not getting as much sleep. You're not eating like you're used to. You're not getting the rest that you're used to. So your immune system's just not as used to fighting or, you know, having to fight those little bugs off in that way, you know, without as much rest. So you start having this anxiety and this stress about the fact that like, yes, I'm going to go to these holidays and I'm going to be really excited about it and it's going to be fun, but like I may need to be recovering for a week later because I might get sick like in years past, okay? Another thing that may be causing some stress and anxiety leading up to these holidays is you've in the past left these holidays with some family drama. What is it about the holidays that cause so much drama? You know, I guess it kind of makes sense, right? You take a bunch of adults who are coming together, who all have been feeling, you know, maybe a bit of heightened stress and anxiety leading up to these few days like we've been talking about. Then you put them all in a room for hours and you include, and maybe there's even some like past trauma because this is family and a lot of families have some sort of past trauma of, you know, some sort or past drama, right? I'm not saying this is the case all the time, but I am sure some of you have left the holidays in the past with more family drama than you've entered them with, right? So this is something that could be causing some stress and anxiety for you. What about feeling? We talk a lot about the holidays and how it's about spending time with family and friends, but the reality is not everyone has this type of group of people to spend this time with, right? Or maybe you do, like you have somewhere to go for a few hours for a meal, a nice relative invites you over, but what about the rest of the day? So the holidays can be a brutal reminder that you're alone or that you're missing someone. This can be a time where the memory of even lost family members becomes forefront of your mind. Maybe you find yourself thinking back to old memories of time spent over the holidays with that person. And while it's nice to think back about those memories of the people we've lost, this can leave us feeling sad and a bit down, right? Adding to this stress and anxiety leading up to that time. In addition... It could leave you, the holidays could leave you in not a great financial situation. And as I'm going through these things, I do just want to make it clear. I'm going to get to the more positive side of all this, right? But I do think, you know, acknowledging what these things are that could be causing stress and anxiety leading up to these holidays is really important because if we can acknowledge them, then we can start to kind of fight back a bit right we can start to come up with our plans and we can start to come up with our barriers to maybe not put us in these same situations or in these exact situations year after year after year and get into those same cycles okay so you know we've talked about how maybe the holidays leave you tired right maybe a few pounds heavier maybe they leave you sick maybe they leave you with more family drama maybe they leave you feeling lonely right maybe they leave you in not a great financial situation okay presents Activities, travel, right? All those things can play into it. You're having to buy plane flights to go somewhere for the holidays. You're buying presents, which maybe you love to do, right? You love to give these presents to these people that you love. Um, you also love to receive presents, right? It kind of goes both ways, but this is a financial burden for a lot of people. And it's a very different month in your budget than maybe any other month, okay? There's also, you know, more activities. Maybe you guys are going out to the movies or you're buying Christmas trees or you're going out to eat more or whatever it is, right? And lastly, guys, one more thing that could be causing some stress and anxiety leading up to the holidays would be feeling like the year is coming to an end and asking yourself or feeling a bit down about the fact that, you know, you feel like you didn't really accomplish what you wanted to accomplish. You're asking yourself like, what did I accomplish? Maybe you have a tendency to not see the little wins, You get to the end of the year and as you resonate on how the year went, you feel like you've accomplished nothing. Where did the year go? This is pretty common when looking back to forget all the little wins we had and to forget the little challenges we overcame at that time. Maybe there's no like big, big win or no mountaintop even necessarily reached in that year, but there was probably small little wins or small challenges we overcame at that time. So, This is a lot. If you raised your hand before, like no wonder. If you raise your hand because right now, you know, this is Monday. If you're watching this the day that this podcast comes out, this is Monday before Thanksgiving here in the US. And if you raise your hand because you're feeling a little bit of stress or a little bit of anxiety or a lot of both of those things, like no wonder. There's a lot that leads up to the holidays, to this six weeks of all these things we just talked about. No wonder we feel stress and anxiety before this time of year. So I will say it again, the holidays can be great. There are so many amazing things about the holidays. Believe me, I love this time of year, but they can also be really hard. So as we move into this, into this holiday week, how can things be a bit different this year? How can we move into this week and into the rest of the holiday season with confidence that we're going to be able to, yes, have fun You know, we're going to be able to relax, we're going to be able to enjoy our family time, but also take care of ourselves during this week as well, right? So that come January 2nd, 2023, we're ready to tackle whatever 2023 is about to throw at us. So like I said before, being aware and understanding how these things have impacted our holidays in the past allows us to set boundaries for ourselves to come out of the six weeks happy and fulfilled. So now getting into this conversation of boundaries, right? There are a lot of conversations in the wellness and self-development world about boundaries right now. And boundaries are defined in a lot of different ways in this space, all coming back to pretty much the same thing, but with just a little bit of a different wording. But I think the best one word descriptor of what a boundary should be is respect, Boundaries are respect for yourself, which then in turn actually influences the people around you to show that respect back. Boundaries are not necessarily walls, okay? Or I should say these are not the type of boundaries that we're talking about today or that I'm suggesting. So again here, I'm going to kind of ask you guys to be present as you're listening to this podcast and I'm going to ask you to engage a little bit here. I want you to hold up your hand again and with your pointer finger... I want you to draw the outline of a circle in front of you. Imagine this circle is you, okay? Energy and information can pass through this circle. Imagine like little arrows of energy and information coming through when you want to receive it, okay? And also energy and information can go out of the circle, right? You can put energy and information into the world when you're ready to do so. Okay, so we have this visualization of this circle in front of us. So now I want you to draw another circle right next to that one. And imagine that you make that outline of that circle bold. So the outline of the circle is really thick, thicker than the, you know, the circle that was you. And we call this circle the bold circle, the blocked Bart circle. Okay, this is the blocked Bart circle. And imagine that blocked Bart is a family member that you're talking to on Thanksgiving. You talk to blocked Bart. At Thanksgiving and it's like they do not even hear you. They give very little response to you and they do not really provide any interaction to the conversation. They have a wall up. This is not the type of boundary I'm talking about creating. Okay. On the flip side, I want you to draw one more circle. Okay. This can be next to the circle that what you were envisioning was you. So I want you to draw that circle. Now imagine that your finger turns into an eraser. And every few inches on that circle, you open up a hole in the line. Okay. So go ahead and do that. You're opening up a hole every few inches in that circle. So now the outline of the circle is basically made up of a bunch of dash marks. And I want you to imagine that this circle is to be called Leaky Lisa, Leaky Lisa. And you speak to Leaky Lisa at Thanksgiving and they tell you everything They tell you about their kids, they tell you about their job, they tell you about their neighbor's dog, they tell you about their friend's affair, they tell you everything, right? And so on and so on. It kind of never stops. They have no filter with incoming and outgoing information and energy. Any piece of information or energy that Leaky Lisa holds may come out at any time. So this is an example of no boundaries, Leaky Lisa happens to also be the person who seems to cause some of the family drama that happens. They just don't really know how to pull back their energy in the appropriate times. They're not really taking in the energy in the room to necessarily read it. They don't quite know how to show that respect in that way. So, by the way, that circle analogy comes from Anne Catherine in her book Boundaries in an over world, but I think it's a great illustration of what sometimes when we use the word boundaries people think of. They may think of people who have these extreme closed-off walls around them, or maybe people who have no concept of boundaries at all. They have no respect for reading the energy in the room, so the boundaries we may want to create are not walls. And they are also not division. I am not dividing the family or group of friends because I am regulating the energy and information coming out of me and that I am allowing to come in. In fact, Brene Brown makes a very impactful statement when she says, Empathy minus boundaries is not empathy. Compassion minus boundaries is not genuine vulnerability without boundaries is not vulnerability. All these very important ways of interacting with others, being empathetic, showing compassion and vulnerability actually require boundaries in place to do so in a healthy way. Imagine you're empathetic towards a family member who is going through a really hard time. And at Thanksgiving, you guys get chatting and they confide in you how they're doing and open up about how they're feeling. This is great, right? This vulnerability is great. Probably makes your relationship stronger and allows you to support that person. It's actually easy for you in this case to show compassion, right? In this moment, because you love this person and you want to be there for this person. But as the day goes on, this does start to wear on you. This person continues to speak with you about the situation for the next few hours. On and off and you start to feel a bit drained and maybe at your limit with this conversation, but you don't say anything. You kind of like just keep listening. Is your compassion genuine anymore? Are you truly showing empathy anymore? Right? Without that boundary for yourself, that compassion and empathy turn more into obligation which believe it or not, will also start to come across in your body language in responses to that person. And if that person is aware of those things, they may not be. But if they are, they may even start to pick up on that. And what started as a very, you know, empathetic feeling that you had and you were showing a lot of compassion to that person may start to come across as something different. So I know I gave you this quote in last week's episode as well, but it is just literally so good. It's my favorite quote. So I have to say it again because it applies here. By Brene Brown, it's boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. Your boundaries are showing the world around you your vulnerability, right? Maybe that it's a need for sleep. Maybe that is a need for a little bit of quiet time. Maybe that is a need for a certain type of food and so on, right? Whatever it is, those boundaries are allowing you to love you, be the best you so that you can show love and be the best you for the people around you boundaries are the courage to love ourselves in order to also be able to love others. So hopefully I have made it clear at this point that thinking ahead this year, thinking about what you may need this holiday season in preparing some boundaries for yourself may be a way to not only come out of all of this you know, feeling happy and fulfilled, but also maybe reduce some of the stress and anxiety and all the symptoms that come from that before the holidays even begin. I mean, I talked about already if you're listening to this podcast on day one, when it's released, this is going to be Monday before Thanksgiving in the US. So you have some time here, right? We have kind of a long stretch of the holiday season. Maybe you can reduce some of this stress and anxiety and the symptoms that come along from it, you know, before the holidays get started. So, if you're on board with that, I do have three keys to setting these boundaries for yourself ASAP. So, the first key is really think about what you need. I want to make this really clear. The type of boundaries I'm referring to are not the type of boundaries that come out of an explosion at the dinner table because you just can't take it anymore. Right now, I'm not saying that that's not sometimes necessary, but I would ask you what did you do for yourself before you got to that moment? Did you spend some time in your own brain thinking about what it is that you need in this situation? Did you consider and plan ahead for how it is that these situations generally make you feel? Did you practice regulating your emotions? Did you set boundaries for yourself? Did you maybe even put an action plan in place to allow yourself to enjoy this meal without feeling like you needed to have control over what others were doing today? If you did all these things and yet something happens that is just uncalled for at that dinner table, then fine. So be it. Use your voice. But if you haven't spent the time doing all those things, give it a try this year. See if it allows you to actually enjoy the day like you want to. I think something that is important when thinking about what it is that you really need is to go back to your core values. When you know your values... And, like we talk about in this class all the time, when your actions are aligned with your values, we feel comfort. We feel content. We feel purpose. But as our actions become warped, like there's no longer a straight line between our actions and our values, we start to feel uncomfortable. Something starts to feel off, right? Our stress levels rise. So, how can your actions this holiday season reflect your values? I'll give a pretty common example here, but a lot of the holidays revolve around food, right? And most people love this. They love the big holiday meal. There are some people around who love cooking. Cooking the holiday meal brings them so much joy and happiness and the holidays would just not be complete without that time spent in the kitchen. Now, this isn't the case for everyone. I know that there are a lot of people out there who spend hours and hours on their holiday their days off, standing in the kitchen, making the holiday meal for the rest of the family. And this leaves them exhausted every year. So what is it that this person values, right? Maybe what this person values is family and time spent together, as well as maybe adventure and nature. So, what is going to fill them up this holiday season is quality time with their family and time outside or traveling, not necessarily time in the kitchen alone while everyone else hangs out in a different part of the house. So, how do you find a way around this because the family loves the holiday? It's not necessarily like we could just say, no holiday meal this year. I mean, we could do that, okay, but the family may riot. So, how do we find a way around this? Could you get the meal catered? Could you spend time together on the holiday eating at your favorite restaurant? Could you recruit family members to come into the kitchen with you and divide responsibilities, right? If the family wants this home-cooked meal and it's something that all of them value, and maybe you do to some extent too, right? Could you recruit the family members to come into the kitchen with you and divide the responsibilities? Yeah, maybe all the meals don't turn out perfect and maybe there's some teaching involved, right? But this is part of that one of those things that you value, right? Quality time spent together. And you're creating this around the meal that everyone wants. Each person kind of like in charge of a different dish. Maybe there are some things you could try this year that wouldn't take anything away from the holiday, but would allow you to be more in align with what it is that you value. But this really does take some time to really get clear on what it is that you need going into this situation. And the cool thing is that the holidays happen every year. So you should have some past experiences to draw back on and understand yourself a little bit better and figure out, okay, this is how this experience went. So it kind of showed me I needed this or I didn't need this. And now I can get kind of clear on, yes, this is what I want going into this holiday season. So Taking some time to really think about what it is that you truly need and also what it is that you truly want out of this holiday season is really important. I, it really is the first key to setting these boundaries this holiday season. So then the second key this holiday season to setting these boundaries would be to eliminate the guilt. And I know this can be a real challenge, right? Eliminating the guilt when doing what you need to do for yourself and having the self-determination to follow through with these boundaries. Like, for example, maybe you know this holiday season, there are some boundaries that you know you need to set with yourself regarding your parents. Like, for example, maybe you've decided to travel to your parents' town for the holidays, but you have decided that it would be better to stay in a hotel rather than in their home you may feel guilt setting this boundary with your parents, right? Maybe you feel like they've given you so much and they've done so much for you that you owe them, right? You owe them the time and you know it may even make them feel bad if you're not at their house. But always go back to why are you setting this boundary? You are setting this boundary because it is allowing you to love you so that you can love the people around you in return, right? Maybe in times past, it's not that you haven't had a good time when you've gone home for the holidays, but you always kind of craved those few moments alone. You needed maybe an evening alone. You needed maybe a morning alone. You needed some time alone with your, you know, or alone with your partner, but not necessarily with the group, big group of people. You needed a little bit of that autonomy or that control to, be on your own time, even just for a few hours. So, you know that this year staying in a hotel really close by, but having that kind of control to be able to leave or come as you want would really help. It would really help you feel so much more fulfillment and joy in this holiday season. Again, setting this boundary could allow you to leave the holidays feeling happy and fulfilled and actually excited to do it all again next year. As hard as it may be, even if you feel the guilt, all right, fight through it. Eliminate the guilt. So the third and last key to setting boundaries this holiday season is to be clear and respectful. How can we expect people to understand what we need if we don't communicate it, right? Like if you're in any sort of 24-7 relationship, like you're married, you probably understand this. You know that if you want something, if we're going to expect something out of someone, we have to communicate it and we have to be clear and respectful in how we communicate that. Even though I will say sometimes the child does come out of me and I want to just lay in bed on a Sunday morning and without saying anything, have Cora bring me a coffee, bring me a cinnamon roll, put on my favorite movie, turn on the heated blanket and yeah, be able to have all that without saying anything like, wow, that would be so nice. But you know, the reality is we cannot expect others to know what we need, let alone what we want without communicating it and being clear. Another example, a famous line from one of our nephews when he was young is or was, I need something, right? Like he would walk up to his mom with a little bit of a whiny baby voice and even sometimes like put his arms up and just say, I need something, right? Like, okay, this is a start. That's a start. But let's get clear on what it is that you need sometimes we kind of fall into the trap that we think we're making it clear that we need something, but we're trying to do it only through like our actions or our body language. So an example of this would be those Snickers commercials where, you know, the the kind of the famous commercials where the person is like someone else until they eat the Snickers, right? The person is just acting really grumpy or they are being really mean or whatever it is, but then they eat the Snickers and then they turn back into their normal self. Sometimes we like to do this, like to the people who know you well, when you need some quiet time or a nap, right? Or more food, it actually probably, you know, becomes really clear to them that there's something going on with you. But only you can know what that actually is, right? So when we put in the time to think ahead to think about how I can respect myself this holiday season, how I can take care of myself to be the best me for everyone around me. When we let go of the guilt and are fully ready to embrace these actions that feel more aligned with my values than in years past, we also have to make sure we are clear and respectful about how we communicate these things to the people around us. So, here's an example. The family has all these traditions every holiday. And part of those traditions is that they're going to do X, Y, and Z, and maybe even A, B, and C activities over like a two-day span. And to be clear on this example, all those letters were different activities that the family is going to do. So, while you do enjoy all those activities every year you are left exhausted and even sometimes sick because this takes you so far out of your routine that you're used to and you find yourself recovering for a week after the holiday. So you've decided this year that you're going to participate in activities X, Y, and Z. But while the family is doing A, B, and C, you're going to take some quiet alone time maybe watch one of your favorite movies, maybe you're going to read, maybe you're going to take a nap, maybe you're going to go out on a walk or whatever it is, right? Now, how does this get communicated? I think maybe I may not join for these activities this year or this is just all way too much. I don't know how you guys do it all. You guys are crazy. I can't do it anymore and I'm staying home. Some clear issues here, right? With both of these things. The first being very wishy-washy, right? I think maybe I may not join for these activities this year. It leaves the family still kind of wondering like what you will decide. Maybe even hopeful that you will still end up coming. And the second is attacking, right? You guys are crazy. I can't do it anymore. I'm staying home. This way of communicating really didn't even end up about you. It ended up being a bit disrespectful, There are many ways to phrase this, but maybe a clear and respectful way to communicate this boundary is a few days prior, maybe to even give your family a little bit of heads up so they can wrap their head around it. You say, hey, I love all these activities we all do, but I've found I'm just left so exhausted and even sick sometimes at the end of it all. So I'm sad to miss out. But what I need is I'm going to stay back for activities A, B, and C, but I am really excited to join in for activities X, Y, and Z right? Clear to the point, but also makes it clear that this is about you, right? And what it is that you need. So I guess this is my little challenge for you this week. Really think about what it is that you need this holiday season. I want you to work on eliminating the guilt about what it is that you need. And remember that the boundaries you set are to allow you to be the best you, which will in turn allow you to love the people around you. And then when you go to set those boundaries, be clear and be respectful. Get to the point. All right, guys, changing your path will not be easy. It will be challenging. I'll say that over and over again, but it will be so worth it. So I'll ask you to do a self-check today. Are you on your path of your mountain? And if not, what path are you on?